Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Andrew. And unfortunately, not joining us tonight or for the foreseeable future is Zach. Unfortunately, he's going to be taking a break from the podcast for a long while. And uh, just for some personal reasons, we don't really want to get into that we'd like to keep personal, but we love Zach a whole lot and we're going to miss having him on here to talk. Yeah, we, we really are. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's he's so funny, and we still have him in a a group chat. It's hush. I I I probably chat more in that group chat than anyone else. Is that sad? Yeah, just about. Well, I mean, it depends on what you consider to be sad. <laughs> Having friends isn't sad. It's not. No. So no. We wish him and his family well. Um, what are you drinking tonight, Andrew? Uh, I've got. My primary is going to be water tonight, and I'm staring at this glass of wine, deciding if I'm even going to bother finishing it. I uh, Safeway is having a closeout sale, so I decided to splurge for a whole $3 for a can of wine. And to say the least, I've got one other can that will only be opened for cooking. Oh, man. Is it red? It is. Yeah. I I bought um a wine spritzer the the other day at the QFC just on a whim and I took two sips and I handed it to Rick and like this is this is vile. Well your first mistake was getting a spritzer. I know. Just the branding was cute and it was cheap and ah man, I it was not good. But yeah, sometimes that canned wine is pretty legit. I like um the Underwood brand. I think they're out of Portland. Yeah, I can't remember. I honestly don't remember which brand this one is because it wasn't prominent on the can. It was a camouflage color or like pattern with a bright orange. It just says house wine. And it's just oh, so sweet. House wine is a brand. They're good people. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. It was, uh, I felt like it was fitting for a, a Veterans Day drink. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. We are recording on Veterans Day. Indeed. Yeah. Happy Veterans Day to my fa- uh, my favorite veteran, my father. Yeah, happy Veterans Day to your father. Both of my grandfathers were veterans. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, um, to change the subject a little bit, I've been drinking hot toddies today because it is hot toddy season. And when you say hot toddy, what are we talking about here? Uh, we're talking about some whiskey, some honey, some lemon, and hot water. There you go. It's uh, it's really good. Um, I'll, I'll make you one sometime. Sounds good. I like to make my hot toddies with a slightly different twist. I incorporate an herbal tea, but we'll we'll get into that another time. Oh, that does sound good. I just it's the only. Um, I worked a whiskey tasting event uh, last year, and Rick bought this bird dog honey jalapeno whiskey. And hmm. it's it's not good on its own, but man, it is kind of perfect for the hot toddy. Yeah, that sounds like it would make for a nice mixer. Yeah, yeah. The chocolate that he bought, the bird dog chocolate, I still don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, it's gross. Um, uh, what's not gross is the guitar that I designed with Mr. Kevin Equitz, which I finally got in my hands this week to try out. Woo! 
Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's called the Ainsley, and uh, he kind of messaged me out of the blue, way much earlier this year, and I don't think I, I don't remember having messaged him much, but um, it was over the course of a few days in several groups. For some reason, there were posts uh, of mostly men kind of wondering out loud to the group of you know 98% men what makes a guitar good good for women and some some of the people were like oh i want to get my girlfriend a guitar and i don't really know where to start and some of them were um builders who were uh, i think feeling like they were missing out on a large demographic and right. uh kevin saw some of my my feedback in some of those posts and reached out to me because he has a daughter and she wants to play the bass and he i hate to tell his story for him but he basically went into a guitar center and he was kind of surprised at how few options there seemed to be for her and what she wanted and what she needed and the guitars that are kind of tailored to women um either on purpose like a daisy rock guitar or just um by sort of I guess design like the the Fender short scale they're they're cheaper guitars and I think that the fact that the St. Vincent Ernie Ball guitar has is apparently a success enough that they keep rolling out new colors and new pickup configurations with it um right new colors pickup configurations different um different price points I think the cheapest one I saw when I was working at Guitar Center, they're were, they were selling new for like 400 bucks. Oh, no. I haven't seen that. That's amazing. But um, I think yeah. the the actual um, Music Man one is uh, 17 or 18. I've seen the Sterling ones, I think, under a grand. But I've n- I haven't seen them for, for that little. I mean, they're nice guitars. Oh, yeah. They're great to play. Yeah. And if you don't like the little mini humbuckers, which was, I think, one of the more valid complaints I saw about it, other than the general, it's not for me kind of complaint. Um, now they have the full humbucker models models of that one. Those just look sick. They do. Oh, man. And they're so comfortable. And that's kind of what I wanted to um, design with, with Kevin was something that was that was comfortable that, you know, even if you're a, a, I mean, I'm, I'm five, seven, I'm, you know, a medium kind of build. I'm not a small woman. I'm just maybe just North of average, but, um, even I, sometimes I'll grab a guitar and I'll go to play it and I'll, I'll just feel like comically small behind it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, well, just, I feel that way with my Jazzmaster. I just happen to be a short guy. Yeah, Jazzmasters. I mean, I love love Jazzmasters. I mean, obviously they're offsets, but uh, <laughs> what mm-hmm. I like about them is that they're so comfortable to play sitting down, and that upper horn doesn't come up as much as a Stratocaster. But then, right. like the the sort of um, bottom back end of it is. It comes out so much, and it, that's, I think, what can look uh, a little funny. It just looks goofy. It just looks right. big. Well, because um, it is. Yeah. You it's get its own special case for it. Oh, yeah. I forget about that. Um, 
but man, the the Ainsley, it's I took a picture of it next to the Jazzmaster, next to a Jazzmaster with the same color scheme. It also has a Bigsby, and it's just it's obvious how much you know how much smaller it is, and it feels it feels really nice. Um, I have some feedback for Kevin uh, that I sent to him. I'm gonna kind of take it around uh, Seattle a little bit over the next month, six weeks. And, uh, I just, it's my, it's my dream guitar. It's kind of amazing. Um, one thing we're going to do is we're going to get it to, to weigh a little bit less. Even I had some sort of feedback about, um, kind of behind like where the, the, the neck pocket is, um, mm-hmm. and probably just, uh, in, in the cutaways, um, in, in the arm, um, where it's kind of recessed the, I, gosh, I don't, I don't know. What do you call that? Which part? Um, when you cut away part of the guitar so that it's more comfortable when your arm is sitting there, your playing arm, trimming arm. Oh yeah. Um, well, I know the inside. I like to call that my uh, my beer belly cut, but uh, <laughs> that is called the belly cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is actually officially called. I feel like this is something I should know. It's some sort of relief. Right. Yeah. Cuts a little bit away of the guitar and just keeps you from uh, digging into your forearm. Yeah. So I think we're going to um, make that relief even more relieving. Uh, a little more pronounced. Yeah, but it just feels so good. There's like room for my body parts, and uh, it's it sounds really good. I love that single P90 in the in the bridge position. But I've always been such a sucker for like Les Paul Junior types. Right. Oh well, that's just a classic look. Oh, I yeah. can't. I really hope we have a chance to. Uh, meet up so i can get my hands on that sucker before oh, you have to send it back totally totally we'll we'll chat we'll chat off the air for that one off the air yes <laughs> yeah so I, it's i'm excited um i think he's excited i've posted it around and people are responding really well to it so um yeah if nothing else it was such a it's been such a fun experience i love kevin and his guitars He's just such a talented and kind human. And I'm just kind of in awe at that. I had this opportunity. Yeah, that sounds super cool. I really, I am one part jealous, two parts in awe. Cause it's, it's a really, the way it turned out, turned out really nice. And I can only imagine how it plays in person. Oh yeah. Well, you'll figure, you'll find out soon enough, but, uh, what would like what would you design a guitar around? Because I mean, it's it's funny to say you know, guitars for women because you know all women are different. All women have different bodies, and and so do all men. Yeah. Um. So as far as like something that like a, if I were to do a custom build, things I'd be looking at that would be for me specifically something that would make me feel really comfortable at home is, uh, I'm very picky with my neck profiles. I do like a standard C, but it's, sometimes it's just a little too big. Uh, my favorite neck profile I've played to date was uh, Fender's American Elite Strat. Um, they did it. It's a, it's a starts as a C shape up at the nut, and it slowly transitions to a D shape where it flattens out towards the back. Because what I find is when I when I'm playing higher up on the fretboard, especially for any extended period of time, my uh, my hand starts to get cramped up because I, I don't necessarily have the biggest of hands. Same. And that would be, that'd be this by far one of the most comfortable necks for me to play. Um, but 
That makes so, that makes a lot of sense, and I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, that was the only guitar I've ever seen with that neck profile. I just cannot get over it. I'm also not going to spend that much on a Strat. How much are those? They stopped doing the the American Elite series when they did away with the American Standard. Um, they at that time they were selling for about nineteen to two, brand new, I think. Yikes! So that's a decent chunk of change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that neck profile is super comfortable to play. Um, and any guitar where the neck profile gets like significantly larger by the time it gets to the body just doesn't. I just end up playing cowboy chords on it. Just don't like playing it live. Yeah. No, I get it. So, um, yeah, I, I've always really enjoyed how tellies feel. Um, that's always been a lot of fun for me to play with. I really like the look of a double binding, but I also don't like how it feels to play mm-hmm. because if you do the double binding, you can't get the, the cutout or the uh, arm relief because it just doesn't look as good. No. Uh, do you, do you prefer the um, arm relief or the belly relief if you could only have one? Uh, belly relief. The arm relief doesn't actually bother me that much personally. Um, I got pretty used to that, but belly relief, belly relief wouldn't be a bad bad thing for me to to look into at some point. Mm-hmm. It's not the wouldn't be the end of the world. And hey, maybe this is just the sign that I need to go back to losing weight a little bit, but I know not everybody has that opportunity and uh yeah. Yeah, so I mean you could do the single bind on the front. Yeah, there's something just so good looking about like a double, double bind. bind. Oh, so, yeah, I I do agree. I think tellies just look best when they have that binding, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to make one um gosh, I've had the body from Warmoth for months now and it's no binding on it. Ooh, sad face. It's okay. I, you know, at least I don't have to scrape paint or anything like that. Right. Yeah, the one, the tele I've had for, golly, I've had that Telecaster for a long time. I've had that six years, going on seven years now. And that's that's got no binding at all, but I love it to pieces. Mm, yeah. It's just a good old, good old three-tone sunburst. Mm. That's just but so classic. It's a good look. Um, I think if I was going to do a custom build, I'd have to do a uh, shell pink of some kind. Ooh, nice. Um, but it'd have to be like a, like a trans shell pink because I still want to have a little bit of wood grain come through. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I want to do like a proper like um, like clear or um, what I, I really like. A company that's really caught my eye lately is Jennings. Oh guitar yeah, company. they have that dog hair finish. Is that what you're talking about? The way they do, yeah, the way they do their dog hair, but it also like, uh, it's like texture, like you'd see the texture, but all it's just f- phenomenal. Oh yeah, I mean, um, that's how I did. That's how I'm going to do the the telly that I have. I'm going to do um, black dye, or I'm going to try to ebonize it. That would be my first choice, and then get the white wood filler in there, and that's do what, like a silver fox. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I first saw that and I think that Jennings might have gotten it from Collings, C O L L I N G S. Uh rest mm-hmm. rest in peace. Um Indeed. Because he always did that on especially the black one. I think I saw when I was working the fretboard summit in San Diego the other year. Um yeah, he, he was there and he had some guitars there and 
well, at least his guitars were there. I don't remember if he was there in person, but uh, oh gosh, they were just so beautiful. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, I remember my first encounter with a Silver Fox finish was uh, it was in a vintage guitar shop, and they had a bunch of old Epiphones, and they had uh, Epiphones back in like the '60s. We're doing a Silver Fox finish. So I just looked at it immediately. It was like, whoa, that is that is super rad. Oh, man. Did you take any pictures? Because that sounds gorgeous. I, I don't think I did take a whole lot of pictures that day. It was This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say long time ago, I mean probably like four or five years. <laughs> and uh, Oh, man. Yeah. it's It always uh, feels like a long time when you say four or five years. And then you think, oh, God, I that did not feel like that long ago. Right. But so I've always liked the idea of doing like a dog hair finish like that. Um, but I'm also a sucker for I uh, for pink and tor- tortoiseshell. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so that that's just such a good combination. My strats, uh, not shell pink, but it is a pink with a tortoise card on it. And I just love that color combination. So that's. Definitely the the realm of color I'd go with. If I were to do a tortoise shell, I'd also want to double bind with tortoise shell. <laughs> Just go overboard on it. That, but. Um, oh gosh, have you ever like actually looked at how uh, like the cost of binding? I haven't. Oh, I was I was just looking into it and um a while ago. And the tortoise, the tortoise shell isn't really that much expense, more expensive, but it's the shipping because it's it's, it's um, cell, God, I'm gonna someone's gonna correct me, celluloid or cellulose or, it's um, it's a hazardous material to ship in the United States, so you have. Are to, you serious? You have to pay like eighteen bucks to ship it. I'm so serious. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it is, um, but it's very flammable. It's a very flammable material. Um, but I think it's what like vintage Ray Bans are made out of the tortoise shell Ray Bans. Um, and they used to make get like uh, Prince's guitar had um, it's 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 a pick guard was made out of that material too, though it wasn't bound in it. Mm-hmm. And those pick guards uh, they tend to shrink up. So sometimes yeah, yeah. They, they get, you know, cracks in them because they just literally split apart. Right. It's kind of amazing. So it's not the most uh, robust material for building, but it is one of the more beautiful ones. It does look quite nice. Yeah. At least I think so. Oh, yeah. It's a good look. Yeah. So what about pickups? Oh. I mean, when when you don't have um, the opportunity to have Lambertone cremas or... Um, his his telecaster pickups blondies they're blondies yeah yeah mm. so so fender has almost sort of done what i'd like to do out of a custom build someday uh with their new parallel universe series and that's what they're uh they're jazz master telecaster hybrid where it's a telecaster body but with a jazz master wiring harness and uh floating <laughs> trim i haven't seen that that sounds hilarious well, I see it before they even release that. That's like kind of what I've been dreaming about and sketching out for like what I'd love to do someday as a as a custom build. And then they announced that they were doing that. I'm like, no way. But the one thing that they did drop the ball on, uh, in my opinion, is they didn't include the rhythm circuit, which really bummed me out. Man, I don't know why. they. I mean, if you don't like the rhythm circuit, then just don't use it. But I I love exactly. I love I have one jazz master with the rhythm circuit. And I think it's great. 
Oh yeah, I, I I definitely use the rhythm circuit in mine. That's a good sound. It's such a unique and warm sound. This, oh yeah, I love it. What a damn shame. Yep, but I mean that's they also pulled the rhythm circuit out of the uh, the newest series, the uh, American Professional. I mean, I, I bet so. it cuts down on their production time by a lot. Control on time and cost yeah. and. Um, I mean, if if that's what the people want, that's what the people want. I by no means can blame Fender for that, mm-hmm. but personally, that's what I want. Um, and then as far as what uh, pickups I want to go for, it'd definitely be P90s, just going along, um, like soap bars. Mm, yeah, uh, Master. And from what company? I'm not sure yet. I know Curtis from Lambertones is in the process of coming out with some of those, and. Uh, I'll be anxiously awaiting to see how those sound. Same. I'm I'm sure they'll sound great. But yeah, no, I'd I'd like to do something along those lines, just basically drop um a jazz master wiring harness with some of some preferential tweaks and mm-hmm. throw that into a telly and boom. Yeah. I think it's worth saying, reminding everyone that uh Lambertones is a sponsor of the show and we're very proud to have them as a sponsor of the show because Curtis pays such incredible attention to detail. This is his, his craft and man, his, his pickups just, they just sound, they really do sound fantastic and we're glad to have them in the Pacific Northwest, which I think is really cool. Yeah, no, Curtis is super great. We had a chance to visit him in the shop and by, by golly, was he in his element. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, he he fits so much magic into that little little room. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that room was smaller than my bedroom. It's kind of crazy. I feel like it might have been a closet. But... Oh, it was definitely smaller than a bedroom. I don't I don't think you could have fit a twin size bed in there. I mean, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> so... Oh, but that's very. But yeah. this is, I mean, I, I I haven't seen the inside of your apartment, but I assume it's it's a Seattle sized apartment. It's a Seattle sized apartment. Yeah. And for listeners outside of Seattle, it's small. Not New York small, but also very small. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's livable. Yeah, it is. But um, Rick and I um, were they they're built they for the past year they've been building new townhouses right next door to us, and we went to tour um, them today. And it's mm-hmm. just so funny what they can call a bedroom. It's it's hilarious so small it just has to have a closet legally i think in in seattle at least to be called a bedroom but i don't yeah nice. i don't think some of them can can fit a bed in them so they can try i'm now i'm just thinking about how cool a dog hair um a pink dog hair would look with with like the white wood grain filler oh yeah that would look super sick i feel like um I mean, I know Jennings does it with paint instead of just dye. At least that's my understanding of it. But if it was just dye, I mm-hmm. think it would really matter uh, what what type of wood you're using. Because I don't know how you would get pink with something like mahogany. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd be able to just dye it. But yeah, you'd have to use something. Su- you'd also have to use a super porous wood. Well, you know, mahogany is porous. Yeah. Yep. Um, gosh, what else is ash? Has those big pores. Yeah. Yep. I believe in um, if you were talking about that kind of finish anywhere else, I think you would call it a ceruzed or limed finish. 
like for tables or doors and things like that. Uh, it actually has a completely different name. Right. Oh, funny. Yeah, I don't know when and why it started being called dog-haired finish on, on guitars. Yeah, that's actually not... I, I've never questioned why it was called that, but maybe that's something we should look into. I mean, I look at the... Get some history lesson going. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I mean, I just my cat is five years old, and she's a black cat, but she has those little... Just getting some grays on the back of her neck. So when I was... When I was deciding what to do with the the guitar body I got from Warmoth, I looked at her. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's that's it. That's what I need to do. Black with white." Because I did the Mustang kit that I got um, purple with with white, and it looks it looks really cool. But oh my gosh, it takes forever to do. You have to do like basically pea sized amounts of the filler at a time. Otherwise, you'll get too much on, and it'll dry. And then when you go to scrape it down, you'll scrape right through the finish. Ooh. Yeah. So if any of the listeners are curious about getting that finish, I can walk you through every step in the process. But uh, yeah, I think, gosh, I listened to so many podcasts when I was when I was doing that. I was just sitting downstairs listening to like uh, my favorite murder just for, for hours. I'm just painting away? <laughs> I don't think you can call it painting at that point. The painting was the fast part, the the taking the little wood filler with a little rag and drawing its little circles in it and then wiping it away before it dried, the excess away before it dried. Yeah, that was a, that was a weekend. That was fun. Well, maybe someday I'll get around to doing that for myself. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing that you can do even if you don't have a, a big wood shop. Which I don't think either of us have. I do not. Unfortunately. Again, maybe, maybe someday. someday. <laughs> not in this tiny little apartment. No, no way. No. The neighbors might appreciate it even less than when I turn on my amp. <laughs> you think they can hear you? Do Do they ever comment about it? I've never had any comment about it, but I can tell when the people next door are watching TV in their living they room. Can, then they can hear it, yeah. At our yeah. last apartment, my neighbor, I mean, I could hear her laugh um, all the time. And sometimes she would text me when I was you know, trying, like I, I turned the amplifier away from her side of the wall and I tried to hear, like it's just an orange micro tear. The, the, those do get loud. She would text me like. They can. Yeah, she would text me. She's like, sounds good. <laughs> Not complaining. Just wanted to let you know it sounds good. <laughs> At that point, you just don't ask questions and just kind of be thankful that she's not calling the yeah. cops. Yeah, oh, she could hear the treadmill too, and uh, I'd see her all the time. And, I'm, and I said, if, you know, you can just, like, call or text if I'm ever being obnoxious with a noise, like with a treadmill. And she's like, honestly, when I hear the treadmill, I just think, I should do that. <laughs> well, just hearing you talk about a treadmill makes you think, maybe I should oh, do that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should do that personally because I haven't in a while. Um, yeah, but that's been a fun talk about, about dream guitars. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll, we'll continue that conversation off and on throughout this podcast because it just changes all the time. And that's, I think why people collect them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, gosh, one day your dream is this jazz master and the next day you see, you know, uh, Layla City's 
tuna tone guitar and you think i don't want this well i still want the jazz master but i need the new thing it's like i think that there are just so many things that i can't even imagine and then i'll play them or i'll hear them and if i didn't get them before i get it now you know but i think there will always be things i don't get i think sometimes we should talk about our nightmare guitars too Ooh. yeah well ooh, that'll be That'll be a hard one to get through. <laughs> maybe maybe a Halloween episode for next year. <laughs> yeah. Save it for when we're all feeling spooky. Oh, yeah. Talk about the beats. Talk about our, our nightmares of, of playing a 12 to 15 pound Les Paul. Uh, that's actually not oh. a nightmare for me. That I, sounds like fun. I, but I, I used to have a Les Paul, and oh, my God. I couldn't get rid of that guitar fast enough. Well... It's you okay live, to be you wrong. You learn, you change your mind. It's fine. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, my cat's telling me that it's time to pay attention to her. So it's been it's been real. It has. It's been very real and dreamy. <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you all soon. Absolutely. Until next time. This has been the Get Offset Podcast. Bye. Thank you.